Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I'm so excited you're here. Today, you get Tina and me talking about woo, full woo, whatever that is. And we try to figure that out as we're talking. I hope you enjoy this super wide-ranging conversation. But before we get into that, I got a couple gifts for you. First of all, we all know 2020 has been a lot. Everything has been amplified this year and it has been amazing and it has been challenging. If you are feeling stuck in any way, I've got something for you. It's a self-paced series of soul chats that's designed to help you get unstuck all by yourself. And I'm going to give you a coupon. So first of all, you're going to go to kelseyabbott.com slash unstuck, and then use the coupon code, all capitals, unstuck me, and you'll get $64 off this course. And you can start it right this second. So pause this episode, go unstuck yourself and then come back and listen to us go full woo. Also just a reminder, if you want a human design reading with me, Schedule that at kelseyabbott.com slash human design. And if you are ready for some sweet soul magic with Tina and me, go to kelseyabbott.com slash soul dash magic. All right, let's get into this conversation. You are amazing. You are unique. You are here to change the world. I love you. Go forth and be awesome. Okay, so I'm just really excited about the magic we're making together. Like, as we do everything, I'm getting more hits that relate to Theta Healing and like past life stuff and like feeling and seeing and hearing energy and people. You're just like going all out on human design. And I love what you're doing in the human design dream stuff, which I know is very much still a work in progress. And along the lines, I'm getting this we'll look, we'll call it a nudge. It's like a, like, it's time to go full woo. It's time to go no more of this pussyfooting. I just love that term. No more dilly dallying. I love that one too. Um, but you know, like when I started this coaching journey, there's so much of it is conscious, like coaching the consciousness, mm-hmm. coaching, you know, coaching mindfulness and awareness mm-hmm. and and the step-by-step step to take an action and then coaching the inner critic and the, and the beliefs. And yeah, I'm a freaking ninja at that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't light me up anymore, which is mm-hmm. why I've been pushed lately to make that super accessible through my website mm-hmm. so that the work I'm doing with people is making pure magic. Mm. I love the way you said that because it fits. The way so I nice. said pussyfooting. Well, of course, and dilly dallying, and I'm sure there's other things we're gonna say that we just amuse ourselves, and everyone else just gets to play along. You're part of the inside joke too. So, okay, a few things. One, all that consciousness stuff is such a necessary foundation, because if we don't have awareness, if we are letting the stress response the fear-based programming in our minds, make our decisions. When we go from, I know MGs never go from A to B to C, just play with me for a minute. When we go from A to B to C with no thoughts, 
no mindfulness, no ability to see a fork in the road, then we are on autopilot. And that place is so, I mean, not only is it unfulfilling, but it's just like, there's no possibility, right? There's no, I'm hearing there's no truth in it. There's Mm. no, oh, there's no wisdom in it because Mm -hmm. that's where spiritual bypassing comes in. Because you have to have the awareness and the mindfulness mm-hmm. and, and the old beliefs cleared out. You have to have the consciousness to go mm-hmm. forward. I've heard a few mm-hmm. like spiritual leaders who, who seem to have skipped that step. And it, mm. it shows big time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they don't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's not embodied then Mm. it's not a part of the person's way they're actually living their life. Like those forks in the road come at the grocery store when there's not an ingredient that you needed. And that might not trigger a stress response, but if you've been on stress response all day, you might do something so drastic as to toss out the whole recipe, or you might just simply you know, skip that ingredient, which isn't a big deal, but you don't see the possibility. Like one of the things that I'm loving about learning how to cook and doing, and so my, my learning how to cook is happening simultaneously with learning how to cook whole food plant-based, which is just amazing. Cause it's like, if I'm going to bother to learn how to cook, I should do it the absolute best way. And, um, what I've been explaining to my mom as I'm making these meals and learning these different things. And of course, with every recipe comes a new revelation, like there's almond butter in this Mac and quote unquote cheese um, is the way that amazing plant-based chefs, the ones who create these cookbooks. And of course, you know, many, many, many other people as well, but the way they understand color, I'm adding that in for some reason, color, texture, flavor, the nuance so that when they're making something that they're having try to taste like cheese and you're not using fake vegan cheese product, but you know that you can use butternut squash and you can use nutritional yeast and you can use this spice and you can use almond butter and lemon juice and you put all these things together and lo and behold, you have a super cheesy dish. Like that part of it is so mind blowing because it requires a super curiosity and it requires this attentiveness to each and every nuance and texture and flavor and everything that's going on in life. And I just love that as a metaphor for how we're living our lives when we're living aware and mindful. We see that there are so many other options all the damn time. And that it's only when we've been kidnapped by the terrorist of suffering and fear in the own mind and all that stuff that we think we have no choice. And that's why it feels like such shit to sit in that place of feeling like we have no choice. Yes. And you said texture twice, which means I need to shout out to Jay-Z for a moment and say my texture is the best for a chinchilla. (laughs) (laughs) Except PETA, please note, we do not advocate wearing chinchillas. (laughs) No, or killing chinchillas or eating chinchillas or doing anything other than honoring them I did get bitten by a chinchilla when I was young and I remember (laughs) 
required me going in and getting a tetanus shot. Are, are they wild? Um, I don't know, but it's 11-11 here, so let's move on. More <laughs> oh, magic. Okay, more magic. More magic. <laughs> you said you came with a quote. I did. So yesterday I had the opportunity to be coached by Rob Bell and it was over the moon and the stars fantastic and he said when you're living full woo all structures submit to spirit and what I had gone to him with was our soul magic offering And I'm telling you, as soon as we slapped numbers on it with a dollar sign, all of a sudden some sort of magic left. Yeah. And at the same time, we are human beings operating in the current reality, the current paradigm, where when I go to the grocery store, they are expecting me to turn over a certain amount of dollar signs for the things I've chosen, the cashier and or the shareholders of, I guess, Amazon, if I'm at Whole Foods, are not interested at this current time in receiving energy healing on behalf of my selection of groceries. And so that had left me with this stuck feeling of like asking for a certain amount of money and seeing that as a particular kind of filter that means that some people, I guess there's a couple elements. Some people would choose to afford it Some people would see that much dollar sign with that much value and say yes, but other people would see that much dollar sign and in a very real practical way, see that that's their car payment for the month and be like, "Mm, love you guys. Think what you're doing is awesome, but got to pay my car payment. You know, so it was like, I feel like it locked us back into this whole world that the whole point of the journey that we're on is our soul is taking us to new places that we've never experienced. And we want to experience that with others. And so what his advice was, was that we have to go full woo. Our offering of soul magic is already based on full woo. I mean, for crying out loud, human design is yes, both a quantum physics concept with this thing called neutrinos that come from the atmosphere and yada yada and there's a ton of leaps required from where physics is currently at to embracing that this thing called human design may actually hold some truth to it and we honor it as holding truth to it because it's worked in our own lives it's experiential and you've coached so many people with it and you, you did your experiment and you saw how many people had these amazing aha moments and it felt like prison doors were opening for them. And so we've gone with it, but the reality of it is it came through a human who had an eight day mystical experience of channeling this whole super crazy complex thing called human design with his dog on an island off the coast of Spain called Ibiza. And it all was prompted because he saw the light go on in his little beach shack and he didn't, nobody was home. So we went to go investigate and all of a sudden eight days of mysticism come through him. Like, hello, yes, full woo required. (laughs) So obviously. 
And one of the things I really thought you were going to say is remind us that it's called the human design experiment. And I recently mm-hmm. learned that apparently I, and I can't remember where I learned this, but I heard it on a podcast recently. The person said that English is the only language that has separate words for experiment and experience in other languages. It's the same word, which is duh makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, I mean, what, yeah, that's what we're doing. That's what an experiment is. As a like, as a biologist, an experiment is an experience. Mm-hmm. As a, just, just yes. And to ever get confused that my very being here on this planet is an experiment. Mm. I mean, it's experiment and it's experience, but it sure as hell isn't something concrete. Right. It is full woo. The fact that I'm here. <laughs> that requires a whole lot of like suspension of belief. Just the fact that we are here in these bodies, like using technology and this whole thing is just, oh, kinds of crazy. So what does full woe mean to you? No, wait, Mm. back it up. What does woo mean to you? Mm. So at the beginning of the Not This podcast, which was not that long ago. It was, I think the first episode was released in April. It's now November. I was on this mission to eradicate the word woo or the negativity in the word woo or of something like this connotation that those of us who do things in what has been referred to as new agey or metaphysical or spiritual or whatever are somehow on another planet. And it, it felt to me like a lot of times when people used it, there was a connotation of, we can just go ahead and dismiss what I'm about to say. And therefore, if you think I'm too crazy in saying this, I'll just I'll give the disclaimer to protect my own heart first. This is woo. And I'm going to be completely honest. Rob Bell was one of the people where I had taken the impression. Now, again, if that was my projection, it, it, I, I can't say whether or not he has any connotation that's negative in woo within him. But what I can say is yesterday being coached by him, when I said, we're going to go full woo. And he said, I'd expect nothing less. It was like this giant permission slip. And I haven't answered your question yet. So it's a side note, but what I was going to say is this concept of permission slips is so interesting because we are the committee. It's another Rob Bellism, and I just love it and use it all the time. You are the committee of your own life. Every single one of you, you are the committee of your own life. And as humans, we're so wired to be in community, especially you and I as four sixes, anyone with a four line in their design, which by the way, the profiles kind of give you a particular dominant line but if you look at both the personality and the design side you're gonna see 
it's the dot, it's the number and then dot one, two, three, four or five, five or six, you're gonna see four scattered throughout your chart. Pretty much guaranteed. Like we all have, I would say most of the numbers. So we all have a drive for connection. It just looks different, right? It just motivates us differently or, or shows itself to us differently because it's a part of our soul's journey. But that drive for connection then, of course, when you're doing work that feels like, and I don't want to put truth in quotes here, but it feels like it's on the leading edge of where society is energetically. To have someone who you both respect, but is in essence, somebody who doesn't really know you, <laughs> give you this permission slip of like, just keep going, just go even more full woo. So to me, I think his definition of woo is submitting to spirit. Woo is following the soul's calling completely or the higher self, whatever you want to refer it to it as, following the, the energy, the knowing, the expansiveness, the body, the part of us that can't think of a logical reason why this is a good idea. <laughs> and therefore it must be the damn best idea because it wasn't my head that came up with it. It's some way larger part of me. And that goes full circle back to stress response and, you know, recreating life from old scenarios, which all can happen in the brain. But where we're headed, if we want to experience expansion, we want to experience something new, we want to experience something different. Woo is almost a full requirement. Yes. Woo for me is so fun. It's so playful because it is so expansive. What's the opposite of woo? Logic? Cage? Groundedness? I don't know. Wait, before you answer that, I, I do want to say about the... um the lines in human design. If you don't have a four line anywhere in your numbers, perhaps you have a five line. Those are the two lines that are about connection. Four is about connecting with your tribe, your people. Five is about connecting with everyone. Mm. So good. Okay. So what's the opposite of woo for you? Yeah. What already is. It feels, again, part of how Rob framed it for me yesterday. Like the energy feels stagnant and old and dead because I've been there. It's not new growth and new life. And the new growth and new life is what feels so fun and so playful and so much like full of possibilities. And it doesn't mean that I forego my roots because we, you know, we're integrated whole beings that keep moving forward into this expansion. So I'm thinking of myself as like the giving tree, although I don't know how that story ends up, but uh, I think it's happy. Is it? Okay. I'm skeptical of all things. That well, all things, those things that involve like trees and animals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like they're just ready to break our hearts at any moment. <laughs> um, but it's like the more my branches grow, the more I'm bathing in more sun and more air and more possibility, my roots are getting even deeper, my trunk is getting even stronger, and the fruit that I bear is that much more plentiful and sweet and abundant and juicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes it, that's so interesting that you said like woo is woo is the new woo is anything that isn't already being done mm-hmm. so everything yeah. doing things that means that every mg mgs are here to carve their own path their very own path Every MG is here to live in the woo, to embody the woo, to be the woo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every human's woo, like expanding that one step further, is whatever that edge right now is of where you're at and what feels like stepping it like if if you could picture yourself standing on the globe and it's like one step out into the cosmos <laughs> off of that secure place and into the unknown it feels to me like that's accessible to every single human because there's no final arbiter of what's currently woo <laughs> There's things that you and I might be expanding into right now that someone else might be, oh my God, that's so old, dead, tired. I did that 30 years ago. And then on the, on the flip side, the reverse is also true. We're stepping into things that people might not even fathom stepping into in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, yes, we can like make cultural commentary. Even that obviously has its own, um, biases and you know we have only a certain perspective and all that but you know we can kind of point to things and enough other people can go yeah 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 I see what you're pointing to and so there can be a woo in that but I think most of all it's extremely personal so only we're the only ones that know if we're a full woo or not is that right Mm -hmm. is that what you're saying Mm mm-hmm And people who are there to really, like in that session that I had with Rob, people who are there to hold the space for you and really, really listen to your own. So he wasn't, Rob wasn't comparing me to the other guy. He was also coaching during that time period. That guy was on his own journey and his new step into what would be woo for him, what would be scary, what would be his growth edge was something entirely different from what I was pondering. And so Rob was there to hold a mirror for me and see clearly that as soon as I started talking about, yeah, but we have to charge money for this, or how does the money look, or does it have to be a fixed amount that the fixed amount feels like concrete. And while I love concrete on my mid-century modern floor and countertops, I do not want concrete in my energy business. I mean, the reality is I'm here to be removing stuck energy not pouring new concrete into it so going full woo for me feels like releasing it's like 
I don't, it's interesting because it's an actual, I feel my hands holding on to like metal railing and just letting go. And this is where apparently the rest of me is floating up, by the way. There's no gravity where I'm holding on to the railing. And so I release and I float away, which would feel amazing, but not away, away. I'm not going away. Um, I know I am still very much connected with this earth. Thinking about this whole concept of full woo, I'm like, what do I need to let go of? Where am I not fully in alignment with the woo? And it's so on the outside, I'm like, wait, is it in training or triathlon training? No, I'm actually full woo on that. I don't do that the way other people do it. It's just like finding little places that that almost like normalness sneaks in. And I'm reminded that that 4629 channel that I have, that is something that I've been like, I feel like redefining and redefining. And, and it feels like, feels like building a, like a gold chain necklace, actually, as I figure it out. It's in that channel. We know that I fail if, in trying to be normal. So I have to release that desire to be normal and just let it go. Just release mm. the hands. Mm. That releasing of the hands feels super expansive. I want to know your defined root helps you feel grounded, even though you released your hands. I had to do some work on me yesterday to let myself know that when I let myself go full woo, I can still stay on the earth. Mm. What did that work look like for you? I went to creator Mm -hmm. and I asked to know that I can both step completely into my soul's path, my soul's alignment, my letting go of all the other preconceived notions and, and also continue to live my life here Mm -hmm. and be grounded on the planet and be grateful that I'm here. There's something too, for me in loving mother earth in every morning I, when I take Makai outside to pee, we greet mother earth and father sky. And Hmm. that, you know, first moment with my toes in the grass, because I live someplace warm enough where I'm always okay without footprints outside. And that like also deep connection with all the animals of this planet Hmm. and love for all the animals of the planet. And in eating a whole food plant-based diet, like in really honoring the, the fruits of the earth and putting those in my body. I think those things also help me feel grounded. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that practice. And it's such reverence. Mm. One thing though, that I, I cut a little something in, um, you mentioned like, it's not in my training because I already do that different from normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we're going full woo, it's the next fullest woo from where you've been. Yeah. I have no idea what that means. And so we don't need to know right now, but we know that it's not in comparison to where anybody else is. We just know that it's compared to where you've already been. Mm -hmm. 
So I think, for example, with your training, the answer still might be no. You might still be full woo in your training. You're about to ride 100 miles tomorrow, right? I am. On your bike for the first time, Mm -hmm. which is pretty damn woo. (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much for saying that. I mean, I love you, period. And so... Okay, this is interesting. Don't know if this is related, but I'm sharing it right now. That a lot of people think because I'm an athlete that I'm type A, which is hilarious because it could not be further from the truth. Um, and I could see some people thinking like, oh, you're going to go ride 100 miles by yourself. Like, just because what? Because you're this like super type A triathlete. No, because they've never done it before. So I want to do it. <laughs> that seems pretty obvious to me. And no, I've been training for this. I did 80 a few weeks ago. I mean, that was a good disclaimer in case anybody thought they're going to get off the couch and ride 100 miles. <laughs> Just in case, I want to protect the public. For that. Yeah. <laughs> PSA. I love that I've been training for this. Because that same thing is true with every next step of woo. Are we going to write a children's book using all the woo rhymes that we've now come up with? <laughs> I think we are. I'm very excited about it. But so let's take that out into other things that people might relate to. Like the next step of woo for me was learning how to cook and incorporating whole food plant-based. The next step of woo for you in food was eliminating oils Mm -hmm. and all vegan junk food. Not that you were eating a lot of vegan junk food in the first place, but both of us saw rapid change in our PMS and related, you know, cyclical situations, moon cycle situations, very immediate upon dietary change. Because we came into alignment and alignment is full woo for us. Mm -hmm. Wait, alignment's full woo for everybody because we've defined woo as the place that you haven't been yet that you know is the next place you're going. And that's the same as saying alignment. And we, I do want to actually ground that for a second. That means that every people are loving making groundhog day joke jokes for 2020. It's not groundhog day. It's not every day is brand new and full of potential Mm. to do something you've never done before. And that is being full woo. Rob said to me yesterday that it's just not going to work for me if, if there's not fun infused. And so many things on that. Number one, he knows nothing about, we use the language of human design because we found it to be super aligned and helpful and <laughs> As you and I talk to each other on a daily basis and we do healing and expansion and alignment work, all the woos for each other, 
we have an agreement that whatever comes out of the, we call it our mouthpiece, whatever comes out of the mouthpiece is what's coming out because we trust each other, we love each other and we know it all comes out in, in love and in joy and, and in support. And yet when we try to talk about this stuff for our podcast or on our webpage or whatever, we're trying to use language that's understandable, right? So that's one of the things that human design has given us is this expanded set of words this expanded way of looking at these energies that are in our bodies. Cause you talk all the time about how you don't have a whole bunch of words for things. They're just feelings in your body. So I can say something and it's a yes or a no based on what your body is feeling. So Rob Bell used the term that it, that it said to me that it needed to be fun. And he doesn't have any of the language of human design. He just could tell that from being in my energy and how I talked about our work. You're the parade. I'm the street sweeper. <laughs> and our work is spelled with a U. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Our work is spelled with a U. And our business and work is, is also is business. spelled with a U. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So... I think that might be one of the air and one of the clues that people can use to find their next more fuller version of woo. Because that's not just true for you. That's true for everyone. Yeah. And my God, like how many people believe that not only is work supposed to be fun, it's actually supposed to not fun, but it's supposed to be like a grind and hard and something you bitch about and something that you have some beers with other people so they can bitch about it too and no no your next growth edge is going after what seems fun and if that doesn't seem possible because you have a program okay I have to tell you I haven't told you yet about this podcast I recorded yesterday the woman's name is Kat Kim and I won't give her whole background story because she does such a damn beautiful job of it And that podcast will release sometime in December on not this. So we started the conversation. Okay. You and I both record our podcasts by doing a face-to-face zoom, but then we're only recording the audio. So we get to see the person, we get to be in their energy. And a lot of times we're talking to some human for the very first time. Which is, by the way, how amazing is it to have a format where we get to have conversations with people that we like wouldn't otherwise? It kind of reminds me of owning a dog and how that's just a perpetual excuse to go on walks. And then I learned, obviously, the art of just going on walks, but (laughs) it's still, it's like a dog just justifies it. So we're connecting for like less than eight minutes before we start recording. This was like immediate. And she tells me a few things. And, um, she asked me where I am and I say, I'm in the Bay area. And I said, the East Bay, she goes, oh, that's where I was arrested for drug trafficking. (laughs) Like, well, this is a good start to the story. And I said to her, I was trying to explain very high level about theta healing. And I said, for example, if you have an ancestral belief that you have to work really hard for money, she got chills and was in tears.
no accidents, of course, because the examples that come through from spirit are just the examples that spirit knows the other person needs to hear in that moment. So we jumped on and recorded. And so she told her whole story and then I was able to do healing for her. So it was like, just so freaking glorious. But the point of that was to say, if you don't think you deserve to have fun with what you're doing, and I'm not just talking about work, I'm talking about with raising your kids, I'm talking about in your relationship, I'm talking about any aspect of life that doesn't feel like fun, joy, true unconditional love is infused everywhere, then that's the next opportunity and you don't have to go in there alone. I don't know what we're going to quote unquote price our sessions at now, but I can tell you they're going to be really freaking accessible because we are opening the floodgates so that we can do this with people. So come to us, play with us. We'll change those beliefs. We'll help you realign to what's true in your design. And we'll help you take the next step forward in full woo, full woo of you. I love it. I, I feel really strongly that life is supposed to be fun. It makes no sense to me that why would kids get to have fun? And then once you become an adult, it gets boring and strict and rigid. Like what? No, no, no. The whole point of this life is to play, to have fun, to be in joy. Period. <laughs> like even if you're going to logic your way around it, you can't make sense of it not being all about fun it's true and rob said something to me like have you always been this way no but i'll show yes yes you've always been this much your full self mm-hmm. and the answer is no but i'll show yes mm-hmm. because in some ways very much yes and also no i lost myself for a good decade plus. And he said, Oh, that's why you're so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yes, yes. And the chart doesn't look like Tina kid having so much fun, having so much fun all over the place. And then Tina going to sleep, numbing out, you know, trying to conform flat line. And then all of a sudden Tina in current form, full woo again. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually what happened at the end of that flat line was a big fucking dip into the dark, into I believe what true hell is, which is hell on earth through suffering in human form and knowing that you don't get to just get out of it by dying or I don't know, there's no avoiding it. You have to face it and you go down there and you start to come back up and then you go even deeper and you start to come back up and, you know, it's like spirit gives you enough oxygen that you want to take another step forward another day. You don't do anything super stupid, but at the same time, you're also wondering that like, it wouldn't be that bad if a car just took me out when I'm on my bike next time, you know, I mean, it was fucking treacherous and I'm a canary in the coal mine for emotions. So that was my experience emotionally. Yours has been physical. Yeah, through my body. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting though, because I would say that the time that I was 
least myself was as a kid. That's mm. when I felt the pressure to be like everyone else. To just, it mm-hmm. felt like everyone else was following this A to B to C thing. And mm-hmm. I was not. And I would try. And then that was so uncomfortable and awkward and miserable and suffery. If that's a word right now. Suffery. Mm-hmm. And so I would go back to being me. And then I would just feel like a weirdo. And then it wasn't until, as I got mm-hmm. older, then I started just like falling into being myself without the full woo at first. Well, it was woo, mm-hmm. but not full woo. Because it was mm-hmm. me, but I hadn't fully grown into me. And I still haven't fully so grown is, into me because I'm still going. Is the difference between woo and full woo? Woo is like being you and full woo is like going at expansion with intention. Like, I'm going to freaking do this. (laughs) I think it is. And I think it's also like, woo is being fully myself. Full woo is, holy crap, I have a lot of uh, sparkly bits of me that I wasn't aware of. I've got, I, I see things, I hear things, I connect with spirit, I know what people are thinking. Huh, okay. So it's like, oh, I was fully myself before. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that there was this magic wand just like waiting for me to pick it up. That's mm-hmm. what full woo is. And we all have that mm-hmm. magic wand. And of course it's different for all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> and we all find it in different places. Beautiful like bathroom floor moment. Like you. Like your full dip. Maybe you found your magic wand when you were down there. Mm-hmm. And, and, or the desire to make sure I climbed out to find it. Mm -hmm. Like, so what I saw as you talked about this, and I know this is kind of an extreme example. And every time I give this disclaimer, I understand this is not actually like being in prison, but it almost seems like you almost grew up in prison in a way or the prison of expectations. Right. I grew up and let me just like put some human experience to that. I would walk down the hall of school saying to myself with my foot matching to my footsteps, I hate myself, I hate myself, I hate myself. We are hugging little Kelsey so much. And you love her so much. I do. Mm. yeah so it's like the trajectory of your life was to be in prison young Mm -hmm. and then be on this like rather consistent uphill magic swing starting in your adulthood starting when you had your own life to carve out yeah well actually even before adulthood because probably started a bit when you were in your probably started a bit when I was in my teens Mm-hmm. And you were at a um, boarding school, mm-hmm. which probably just inherently handled schooling different. Yes, the whole experience is very different and very much gave me an opportunity to it really felt like relax into being myself. Mm-hmm. This Okay, so this just popped up. Remember the fire alarm, Kelsey? So... My senior year, I had a room on the top floor of a dorm. I was a prefect 
which meant I was a senior living with freshmen. And there was, so the smoke detector would go off in my alarm in my, in my room. It happened, maybe it was only for a week, but it was like every single night. And so I'd go to bed, staring at the smoke alarm directly over my bed, tensing up, knowing it was going to go off. And when it goes off, it goes off like hardcore, like, oh my God, like total emergency. So I'm going to bed terrified, knowing it's going to go off. And then I'd have to go, I don't know how I did it, how I called security. If I had to like go downstairs to call security, um, ended up quite good friends with the same security guy who came every night because the security had to turn it off. And turns out he has his PhD in physics. He's a very interesting guy. Anyway, um, and it was a, a spider that would just, that's where the spider slept. So every night the spider would crawl in to go to bed and that would set off the smoke detector. So anyway, this is what the expansion felt like in high school. It was like, kind of relax into myself and then, oh my God, wake up. Oh my God, wake up. It's not quite safe yet. Mm-hmm. And then of course this showed itself in my physical body too with experiences that had um, like my whole left side went numb and weak my senior year. And, you know, because my body is my biggest teacher. Like we said, you learn through your emotions. I learned through the physical body. Mm-hmm. I wasn't totally ready to be myself because that's terrifying. If you mm-hmm. don't have anyone to feel safe with in that mm-hmm. endeavor, if you don't have anyone giving you permission mm-hmm. to be woo, to be you, to be authentic, mm-hmm. to be totally different, it's really scary. And that fear isn't always actually in our head. And we don't always mm-hmm. hear it in the thoughts but Mm-mm. it's expressed in other ways because it's a lot of it can be cellular like I realized a couple things about why I was so there was so much energy moving through me before this session with Rob Bell and luckily Kelsey and Pete were both champs about hanging out with me on zoom and distracting me and I was getting to do some healings for Pete which just whenever I'm bathed in creator's light hanging out there with <laughs> especially nice with other people's stuff because you know my own can get hard at times too what I realized okay so I have a well-known fangirl past with Rob Bell well-known just to you and me because you've told me about it and when Rob might know (laughs) he may be aware Bob totally knows, but he also knows I graduated from it because it all happened really fast. That was just a year ago. And so I was really curious where this energy came from. And, you know, I, I know there's a few things like I know he's a part of our soul family. And sometimes that can feel a little awkward when you just kind of know that, but you don't know if the other human knows that. You need to make sure to keep your mouthpiece in check, <laughs> not try to force another human into your idea of a new tribal relationship with you. <laughs> but more importantly, 
he is somebody who holds masculine energy really beautifully because he is strongly the healed masculine polarity and he has plenty of he's integrated he has plenty of feminine energy that runs through him i can tell you there are only a very few people that i have been in their energy that hold the masculine polarity the healed masculine the way he does another one is shems hartwell who was on the not this podcast before and that is such a revelation to me there's something that feels so safe around being around the healed masculine for me because i am so much i'm i feel that i'm integrated but I am so much feminine energy. I am so much for right arrows in my human design. I'm so much observing. I'm so much receiving. I'm so much a part of my environment that when someone is standing there in that masculine, giving permission to, to say, keep going, go further. It's safe. It's like that part of me can just relax. And you and I do an amazing job because we hear and feel alignment within e ourselves and each other. And we are helping each other with that constantly. And also this was something that we were both kind of at a stuck point around. It was a new full woo growth edge for both of us that he just handed out a permission slip for. And it takes somebody whose consciousness is at a place where they're not buying into the same old structure that has you stuck for you to be able to, for them to hold that mirror up and be able to see clearly that like, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. This is based on some old economic assumption that this has to look a certain way. And I mean, so much so that I don't think we can use our regular scheduling software. I mean, we will for the calendar, but like, I don't know that we can do our choose your own option adventure thing. You know, I mean, it's like, we're so on this front full woo edge of how services are rendered. And I'm not saying nobody's doing it, but it's not in the mass enough that it's easy the way that the way things have been is just easy. It's already created for. And so when you're creating out front like that, you're going to run across things all the time. We already ran across this with our schedules of like, we're two quote unquote separate businesses who work integrally together. And yet people aren't providing software solutions for that <laughs> because it hasn't yet dawned on people that this kind of interdependence is desired and exists. It's like, no, I'm over here and I do my schedule. Oh, it could only be my staff who might need my calendar. Like, well, I'm not Kelsey's staff. <laughs> You're not my staff. Like, it's just so fascinating. But everything is then, that's when you know you're on the right track is when you're coming up against things that it's not easy to do it the way that things have been done or, or you can't just find an easy solution because then we get to choose a whole new creative route. And it also reminds me of both of us being like, yeah, social media, not so much. Yeah. 
social media is what I thought you were going to come up with the first example. But then yeah, scheduling was such an interesting thing. This whole thing we're doing, we're carving a brand new path. We're, we're going first. We're saying, I mean, with social media, we had both been saying for at least a year, there's got to be another way before I retired from social media. Oh, which is so silly. I, found, I don't know why this didn't occur to me before. But generators especially, and MGs as well, but most like big, big asterisks for generators, listen up. Got to be brave enough to let go of the not this to make space for the this. That means let go of what's not for you before you go rooting around looking for what is for you. So we had said there's got to be another way and we're looking around for this other way in social media. And then I retire from social media. Then I say, not this to social media. And then I'm making space for the this. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest part of all of this is we have no idea how any of this is going to work out. We don't know how much money we're going to make. We don't know how people are going to find us. And Rob's advice for all of that was, that's up to spirit. That's up to spirit. It's like, that's, that's the only known is that's the defined answer to every question or the end of every sentence. <laughs> Fill in the blank. It's up to spirit. And which is so aligned with our design because with your four right arrows, my two left and two right, we are both designed to trust that life is going to bring us what we need. We're supposed to like watch the movie of life and let life bring it, which is so hard just to trust, to find that balance of not just like, I think everyone when they hear that is like, so I'm just supposed to lie on the couch all day? No, no, no. Just go do your thing. Do your thing. And life will mm-hmm. life will bring it to you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And it doesn't mean that we don't engage in friction. No. It doesn't mean that we avoid the stuff that is available. So, like for example, with the scheduling thing, we didn't find a perfect solution that meets all of the things that we wanted in one clean software. We found a pretty great solution for now that works just fine for us. (laughs) And it's not settling. It's not that, it's not that tolerating energy. It's, we looked around, we asked around because that's a part of how you and I function in our four line is we learn from our people. We ask around we learned that something wasn't going to just show itself easily with that bit of research. So we're like, okay, let's do the next easiest thing. Let's not waste any extra energy on this, but let's just do the next easiest thing and just see how it goes for a little while. You know what? You know what? There are, we both were trained at IPAC for coaching school. We were taught there are seven levels of energy. There are eight. 
So there's level one, which is victim energy. The world happens to me. Woe is me. There's level two. I win and everyone else loses. Like you're, it's my way or the highway. Anger, judgment, and also boundaries. Yeah. There's level three, which is tolerating and rationalizing, which is not where we went with schedulizing, schedulizing. <laughs> and super like quick sandy, ready to get you stuck. <laughs> yes. Because it's alluring. It's like good enough that you're not having to face the level one and two, but don't hang out there, man. Let yourself, let things crumble. Say not this. So, because level three is, is like an alluring doomsy. Mm-hmm. And it's where a lot of people think, line. they think I'm, I'm good. I'm out of the cat box, which is what I call mm-hmm. level one and level two. Cause mm-hmm. level one is rolling around in the kitty litter and level two is throwing the poop. Then level three, mm-hmm. the thing is you're dancing around. You're like balancing on the edge of that plastic edge of the litter box. You could fall mm-hmm. it at any point. Like, is that where you want to live? You're just rationalizing stuff away. You are sitting in a like hoarder's house being like, it's fine. It's fine. I can still breathe. It's fine. All right. So anyway, level four. Let me add one more thing to level three too, because that analogy is just too good for me. And I love poop. (laughs) So I should say talking about poop, like (laughs) throwing it. Um, So the thing is, is that this energy is inside of you. If you're balancing on the edge of a litter box and you need to go take a dump, step back into the litter box, take the dump, let the old, bad, stale waste energy out, then actually walk away from the kitty litter box instead of just standing on the edge constipated. Yeah. And don't step in your own poop or anyone else's. (laughs) Don't step in the poop and don't eat frozen poop. Um, (laughs) These are lessons for dogs, by the way, those ones. (laughs) They apply to all creatures. All right. Level four. Level four is it's that murder energy. It's putting everyone's needs before your own. And level four has this super strong cycle between level four and level one and level four and level two. So it's like the give, give, give to everyone else. And then the woe is me. I feel like a victim, like no one takes care of me or the give, give, give. And then the resentment and the pissiness that no one is giving to you. And then you fall back to lo- to four. All right, then there's level five, which is win-win, which is where I feel like we got with the scheduling. We got to level five, everyone's winning. Then there's level six. How do you describe level six? I like calling it synergy. Mm. We're all one. Because it's where, yeah. And, And the concept of, and it's not the, it's not the woo level one where it's all been turned over to spirit. Um, I don't know why I said level one. It's not the woo level seven where it's all been turned over to spirit and you're just like energetically floating in the clouds. It's the grounded ability to actually create sustainable win, 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 exponential win solutions on the planet. So it's like when we read these companies who are taking waste and they're recycling it into something amazing and beautiful and sustainable. And in that process, 
that energy that they're using to recycle actually creates enough energy to power X amount of things or, you know, it's like all these really cool creative solutions that the planet wins, the human beings involved win, um, the consumer, the person who, who's engaging with the business wins. It's like all of it works. It's, it's organic farming. <laughs> it, it is. And it's, um, it is that place. It's not quite true unity, but it's unity with all the humans. Mm-hmm. It's recognizing that all humans are one. There's no separation there period. There's no separation. And then, all right. Yeah, I, as long as we're on this earth, we're in these separate bodies. Yeah. Like, I don't want anyone else's body coming and sticking to mine and having to move around like that in order to call myself a part of unity, right? No. No, I don't want to be in a three-legged race my whole life. It's like sovereign togetherness. Yes. Sustainable, sovereign togetherness. And then level seven, as you said, is that trust and handing it all over to spirit. Mm-hmm. And there's a nothing's really real in level seven. Nothing's really real. It's the like earth plane, the human stuff. And then there's level eight. Level eight is ultimate co-creation with the universe, with spirit, mm-hmm. where it's humans in full power and mm-hmm. unity and the universe in full power mm-hmm. and creating. This is manifestation. Oh, mm-hmm. whether you're a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester, this is where it is. This is where we're getting called right now, Tina. We're there's no into such, level eight. Yeah, and there's no such thing in level eight as specific or non-specific. No, there isn't. That's why I stumbled so, over those words. It didn't yeah. right. <laughs> well, and in network chiropractic, there's 12 levels of energy and it starts as victim. So there's just kind of like a more more steps along the way of how you get from one to another. Those are kind of named to make the 12. But level 11 would be the equivalent of what we were calling level seven. It's kind of when you, you are out into the universe, you're connected with everything, you're feeling all the cosmic energies and all that. Level 12, you come back into community. Yes. So it's like part of that journey is, okay, first we're a body, we're a human, we're a being, this is all there is. And then, oh shit, there's spirit. Oh, we're paying attention to spirit, but it could be kind of desirous to float away and to kind of and I think that's what drove me nuts about people calling stuff woo-woo. It's like this implication that your head's in the clouds, it can't be here on earth, that you're just, ah, and you can't pay your taxes on time or do, you know, do any regular human stuff because you're just out there and they've just written you off. It becomes like, I don't even know, is this a word from the 90s, like being an airhead? That's an air quotes, by the way, mm-hmm. which is also a candy, I believe, airheads. Mm-hmm that I've never not had. Not to be confused with Laffy Taffy, which actually has a joke. Does it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned a joke yesterday. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? A stick? Yes. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was a good joke. In fact, it was a bad joke. I've either heard it before or it was terribly obvious, but either way, I don't know that I care. And um, so, yeah, level 12, coming back into community, it's like everything gets grounded back into what actually matters here, which is each and every one of us being our human design, perfect, unique puzzle piece and fitting into the entire puzzle of humanity. And fitting 
And once we fit into that entire puzzle of humanity, we all rise. Because mm-hmm. you can pick up the whole puzzle when it's all connected. You can pick it up as mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So are we rising along the way? Of course. Hmm. We're like all kernels of, pop- of corn popping. I love that. Yes. Like like listening to a Jiffy Pop thing where you hear like pop, 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 pop. Because the more of us that pop, we excite the other ones. Can can we also add the disclaimer that we do not advocate for Jiffy Pop? That's not just vegan junk food. They also determine that microwave bullshit is like a carcinogen. Yeah. Yeah. That is a known carcinogen. Please do not eat that. Of course, you've got free will, do whatever you want. <laughs> um, okay, so what I'm super curious about is, and asking each of us this, because I don't know my answer, what is the next most full woo step for you? So my initial answer is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And with my open Ajna, saying I don't know gives me the freedom to like allow it to come forth from my body because it takes the pressure out of my head. You can say, I don't know. It has to do with the 4629 channel. Oh, I'm going to learn it on my bike tomorrow. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. I'll have I like six to hours back. to learn it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear back. What? How about for you? Mm. So the first thing that came up was just feeling like a, a trust fall backwards, <laughs> which I saw a TikTok the other day, like a very serious office. And it was like some coach or something had come was a very office space-esque video. I don't know if it was a TV show or I don't, I don't know. Didn't look that formal though. And the, the guy's standing on a table. He's like, close your eyes. Okay. On the count of three, you're going to fall. We're all standing here to catch you. And then the guy falls forward. And they're all like, no. <laughs> Talk about something backfiring so are you gonna fall forward or backward in your trust no i had already said backwards okay um so what's interesting for me is the easiest well and we know this to be true the easiest point for me is to feel into the next energy as opposed to necessarily the next action that might, might lead to, because the actions just open themselves up. Um, like the day before this Rob Bell coaching session, I had, I became just a giant clump of fucked up, mixed up, confused, blech, old energy. And you had said to me, be prepared. You're going to go on a run and you're going to be out there longer than you think or longer than long (laughs) and it turns out I was out for an hour and 20 minutes which was spectacular I had water on me and that's all I needed and it was 
for the most part, me in the trail and squirrels and birds and pollen flying up in the air looking like snow and turkeys, wild turkeys. And all sorts of energy shifted, all sorts of things changed. And that's what allowed that coaching conversation with Rob yesterday to be so accessible because otherwise I would have been at a loss for words or a loss for understanding or maybe triggered as he gave this advice. Instead, I was in the super expansive place of receiving. And so as he said, like, notice there, when you said this, you're back into this pattern. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. So with that being said, I think I'm at another energy first point. And what I'm seeing is bigger wings on my shoulders and like a brighter sun out of the middle of my heart. Mm. And can I share a little bit of what I got for you? Yes. 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 That brighter sun is due to you growing further into your gate 10. Mm, and remind me and all the people listening but mostly me what gate 10 is love of yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. love of yourself and follow Mm -hmm. yeah um so we determined before I got on the call yesterday that um I'm not a human and of course I'm a human So those words were just kind of pointing at something. I think it was trying kind of your equivalent. I think of like, when you say, I'm not normal, I'm not a normal triathlete. It's like something was pointing to me, like, don't go and play a game that you think Rob Bell plays with these people during these workshops, because I've seen enough of them to know that there tends to be a common theme, common pattern of kind of a stage of growth that people are at. And Yes, the questions come from different particulars, but there's kind of a a similar thematic thing, right? And then I was like, I don't even know how he feels about woo. So instead of holding myself back and trying to be a human who kind of fit into what I perceived this whole thing was about, I was like, I'm just going in and I'm just going to say it's full woo. And we're just going to start from there. And it set us off on an appreciably different trajectory than all these other conversations that I had seen with him with this particular pattern. And maybe on the highest level, it's similar, of course, because we're all humans and it's all about our growth edges, right? It's all about seeing what we haven't seen. But it was going to a place that... I hadn't previously contemplated was even necessarily possible. So with that, this revelation was able to come through and it's even that gate 10, that love of myself is seeing myself through that lens of quote unquote, not human. It's fully Tina, whatever that is instead of my idea of what Tina should be through a lens of what I perceived human beings are supposed to be like. That reminds me of when 
Makai was younger, our dog. Before I think my dad gave us the um a gift of getting his DNA tested when he was four. So mm-hmm. when he was younger, people would say, What is he? And we say, He's a Makai. And what are you? You're a Tina. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Kelsey. Well, it's funny because I know of you by saying you're a Kelsey. And I was like, oh, I'm finally, I'm finally just a Tina. You are just a Tina. But then I dust. still want well, I... you are a Tina. You are a the <laughs> Tina. You are <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> I also want to be a mermaid. But I don't think there's any mutual exclusivity between Perfect. being a Tina, being the Tina. And <laughs> being, motherfuckers. Being a mermaid. Uh, oh, we're so funny. <laughs> if you can't, so here's the thing. If you're listening, we want you to come party with us. And our party is not a horrible, horrible social situation. No, there's no. <laughs> There will be no there will be no bad food because there will be no food and there will be no alcohol. And um there may we won't even be in the same room. Yeah. Except in Zoom room. There may be musical references, but there will be no music. And you can wear whatever you want. You can have whatever you like. <laughs> there may be musical references. I want Joe Biden. Me, Joe Biden. I think we might be done here. <laughs> are we done? We're just getting started. I know. We are just getting started. Come play with us, please. We would love more. Can I add one more thing? Yeah. You and I did not grow up knowing each other. Not in this human life. We quote unquote met not even two years ago. Time. And then, well, yes, but I'm I'm making a point here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said yes to an invitation, much like what we're giving out right now, mm. and connected with you for a mere fifteen minutes. And then my soul said, "You're gonna hire her as your coach." And I'm like, "I didn't even know I needed a coach." fantastic so I hired you as my coach and then we did all sorts of wonderful coachy things together and we developed a beautiful soul sisterhood friendship and love and reverence and remembering that we actually have always known each other and then you said to me I don't want any more money from you I just want to connect and coach each other and do all the things together and then slowly over time that turned into this And my point of all this is we're here for our tribe. Mm -hmm. If you're listening, you're a part of our tribe. Come play with us. You don't have to know us that well. It won't be like a party of inside jokes and you're on the outside. You're automatically already on the inside. We want to love you. We're so done with humans in isolation. And we're so done with that idea of not not knowing someone just because you haven't met in a physical space. No, we connect through the energy. It's Mm -hmm. way more powerful than being in the same 
physical room as somebody. And we've been doing this for a while. And the world's finally catching up thanks to COVID. And Kelsey already knows your soul as soon as she sees your human design chart. I do. And I get so excited when I meet the human that goes with that soul. So excited. This is such a fun adventure that we're on. And I can't wait to see who the next set of hikers are that we pick up at the next rest stop. Mm, me too. I'm really excited to play with them. And keep playing with you. We just got to keep going. Just keep going. In the more woo, any structure that's holding us back, submit to spirit. Oh, woo. Boom. I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with somebody else you think it will resonate with. And before we go, here's a recap of those links. First of all, if you want to get a human design reading with me, go to kelseyabbott.com slash human design. If you want to make soul magic with Tina and me, go to kelseyabbott.com slash soul dash magic. And if you want to do the self-study unstuck yourself, go to kelseyabbott.com slash unstuck and use the code unstuck me for $64 off. That's all capitals, U-N-S-T-U-C-K-M-E. I love you. Go forth and be awesome.